1: And Washington wins for the 7th consecutive time in the 112th renewal of the Apple Cup.
0: Oh yeah, and we are keeping it going here with the Hurry Up Hot Seat Counting down the top 25 teams in the CBS Sports 2020 preseason series. All of these stories uh, you can see read on cbsports.com That's Barton Simmons. I'm Chip Patterson. And now it's our privilege to welcome to the Cover 3 podcast, Mr. David Cobb. David, you can go right this way. You can take a left, the right and There you are in your spot on the hot seat. How are you doing today?
2: Well, let me just say it's an honor, guys. Uh, I've been listening to your series uh, preview in the various conferences and divisions. and uh, you know, I was really hoping Tom Fernelli would be on here so I could ask him how his relationship with Gandhi is coming along in his in his PlayStation game. But uh, I guess i'll I'll settle for you too.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, d- Hey, don't don't get too comfortable there because we're about to turn up the heat on you and. Uh, <laughs> And 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 we'll see how, if you still like us at the end of this.
2: All right, number <laughs> deservedly so. I know where this is going because this is a Pac-12 North conversation. So so I have a good idea of what I'm in for. All right, number
0: 23, Washington is was the team that you uh, you wrote the story for, and I think that for the you know Jimmy Lake takes over for Chris Peterson as you started to dig into it. You know where did you start to find maybe beyond the change at head coach? Where did you start to find some of the more interesting? Um, the more interesting changes that we'll see from the Huskies in 2020? And I guess specifically the ones that maybe that you are a little bit more encouraged about after working on the story.
2: Well, I think their defense is going to be really good. Um, I was encouraged by just seeing the returning production they have there, uh, both in the secondary uh, with Elijah Molden. And then up front, they've got, I mean, three guys in their front seven uh, who were considered All-Americans by one publication or another. Uh, so that's encouraging, especially when you consider uh, that Jimmy Lake is a defensive guy and, and sticking around. Um, what really struck me the most, though, doing this preview on Washington, is that even though this is a transition in era from Chris Peterson to Jimmy Lake, Washington is still Washington. I mean, almost every coach uh, who was on that staff last year is back. And, of course, the, the big exception is that John Donovan is in as, as offensive coordinator. So there's a whole lot of questions there um, with what they'll do. They have a ton to replace on offense, but um, until further notice, as far as I'm concerned, Washington is still Washington because Peterson is out, but that staff looks almost exactly the the same uh, with the exception, obviously of a new offensive coordinator.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's awfully easy to, to saunter in here and start talking about Washington's defense. So let's go to the other side of the ball. And you tell me why I shouldn't be terrified of whatever Washington's planning on trotting out there at the quarterback position. And even more so, you know, when's the last time we were excited about a John Donovan offense? Uh, (laughs) I mean, explain to me what this offense is going to look like and why they're not going to get shut out against Michigan.
2: Yeah, I've. Kind of gotten down the rabbit hole to to try and answer that on on Donovan. I mean, he was good at, at Vandy. I mean, he and James Franklin helped Vandy do a couple of their best seasons in program history. I mean, that that's all within the last decade. So, um, you know, he's not just a total dinosaur. Uh, he spent the last four four seasons in the NFL. But I think it's important to note, um, you know, a lot of a lot of teams and programs I think are trying to replicate what LSU did and the success they had and and sort of blending. Um, you know, a, a coach with recent NFL experience onto their offensive staff. And, and maybe that's what Washington is trying to do here w- with John Donovan. But but it's not like he was a, was an offensive coordinator at the NFL level. He was a, a pretty mid-level assistant for the Jaguars. And um, so I watched a couple of interviews with him, you know, and, and he, he's speaking in platitudes, of course. Um, and the idea is that he's going to blend – you know what he knows from his time in the college game at Vandy and Penn State with what he learned in Jacksonville. And who knows exactly what that means. There's been talk of, of more downfield uh, passing and things of that nature. Uh, but we'll see. The, the good thing is that the cupboard is not totally bare. Yeah, we have no idea who the quarterback is going to be. It's a three-man race. Uh, but Richard Newton's back at running back. He was really productive in a backup role last year when he was healthy. And then they got a tight end in Cade Otten, who is already on a ton of NFL – you know, mock draft boards for 2021, um, and he was really productive last year. Um, so yeah, they lose a lot. They lose a few pieces on the offensive line, uh, but they've at least recruited well enough um, to where I don't think there should be just a just a total drop off. Uh, but but I'd be lying if I said to you I have any confidence in, in what this offense is going to look like out of the gate. That's a big reason why in my uh, when I did the Pac-12 North preview or Pac-12 preview of co- a week or so ago. I mean, I, I've got, you know, Washington, you know, no higher than eight, eight wins in, in what is a pretty wide open league.
0: How do you think that quarterback position ends up shaking out? Because I, I, has it really been since Keith Price? Is that the last like real difference making Washington quarterback? I mean, sure. Jake Browning got some flowers as a freshman and sort of being able to be thrown to the wolves, but you know, J- Jacob Eason had uh, a 3,000-yard passer. You know, he was productive, but I don't know if I even looked at Jacob Eason as a difference maker. Do you, do you, who do you see coming out of the quarterback battle, and do you see that that player or, or some combination of them being able to change what has been, you know, in at least compared to the team results, about an average uh, level of play at the quarterback position?
2: I mean, I guess I give the nod to Jacob Sermon. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting um, the way the battle shapes up. You've got uh, the a top ten pro style quarterback from the last three classes in the mix, and and so Sermon is the the longest tenured. He's thrown three passes in his college career, uh, and he's he's the the guy as a redshirt sophomore with the most experience. And then uh, he, he's got like serious prototypical size at, at like six five. Uh, so that's probably uh, an edge for him. And then uh, Dylan Morris is a redshirt freshman. Uh, he was number the number five pro style quarterback in the 2019 class. And then uh, the wild card, I guess, is Ethan Garbers. He's a he's a true freshman. Uh, the number four pro style quarterback in the uh, this most recent class. I might have got my, my years mixed up there on some of those quarterbacks. But but anyway, uh, they got three pro style quarterbacks. None of them have have any relevant college football experience. So uh, I don't think it bodes well that, that this battle won't really – I mean, let's, let's just say that, that college football starts when it's supposed to after a four- to six-week fall camp or preseason or what have you. I mean, I don't think it bodes well that they're breaking in a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback uh, from a group of inexperienced candidates. I, I don't have much confidence in, in that situation.
1: So let, let's look at the schedule specifically. And explain to me, like, what, what, what do you consider? And look, I mean, we're, we're not, you're not writing about Washington as a top five team, so I'm not expecting you to rattle off a, an undefeated record. But explain to me where your, your optimism lies in terms of what this, what this schedule can produce in terms of records and maybe where the floor is.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, it's a tough schedule. Because for, for Jimmy Lake as the first-time head coach, he starts out against Michigan. I mean, that, that, it's at home, so, so that helps. But, but that's, that's brutal. I mean, that's one of the marquee games on the first weekend of, of the way college football is scheduled to happen right now. And, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a big-time microscope that they're going to be under day one with a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback, a ton of new starters on the offense. Uh, that that's brutal. So my optimism is, is measured there. Uh, Utah State is not a pushover either uh, in their third non-conference game. And then I think the schedule's tough. I mean, because they go to Oregon, to Utah, to Cal, to USC. I mean, those are four brutal road games in the Pac-12. Um, their home Pac-12 schedule, I think is pretty favorable. I mean, I think they'll be able to handle Colorado, Arizona, Oregon State um, pretty easily, probably Stanford too. Um But I mean, this is a hard schedule. I think. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I look at the schedule and I don't think that it it sets up very favorably for a first year coach.
0: There's uh Barton. I don't know if you uh, were aware of this, but uh, you know, as we've been doing the hurry up, hot seat countdown series, we've we've also seen some personal uh, biases be revealed. I I think that some one of the reasons that uh he might be a little down on Washington is did you know that we're talking right now to the biggest cal football fan in the country
1: oh, right now there
0: is an wow. act there's an active wager uh the a win total set by the house at nine wins if cal gets over nine wins david cobb gets a hundred dollars if they go under nine wins brandon wise ben Kirchival, barrett Salie, chip patterson and tom Fernelli all get 10
1: lot riding okay. on this wow so wait, 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 so so David Cobb is so like so you're so at Cal is a loss, Washington, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right,
2: that's right. what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah no, uh, yeah, Cal now stack, it's coming man. together.
2: Cal is stacked.
1: What if it's a Garbers versus Garbers showdown?
2: Oh, Ethan man, versus
1: Chase, mentor versus protege. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving the ads to Chase. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Even- you know ethan might be the savior like this is the question about washington right now to me as much as anything is jacob sermon was was in the transfer portal uh, a month ago last year you know he the if he felt if they felt confident in him if he felt confident that the future was going to be his like why would he have sniffed around the transfer portal last year if he isn't the quarterback then is it Dylan morris morris is it a uh, uh, for a first-year guy in Ethan Garbers, and how are those guys going to be able to stack up with the, the installation of a new offense and a new offensive coordinator? I think you're betting – if you're betting on Washington, you're betting on some optimism under center that they've recruited well enough to throw some talent out there. And maybe you're maybe you're fading a little bit the Jacob Beeson hype train that uh, that we all were sucked into over the last year or two.
2: Yeah. Well, and the thing you got to remember too is that of their five losses last season, uh four of them were were by a touchdown or less. And they return a lot of players uh, from that defense, a defense that got a lot better as the season went on. And so for that reason, I think their floor is isn't too low. I think their floor is is bowl eligibility and I'm with you. Um I think the PAC 12 North in a lot of ways could be decided by what team can get its offense going by October, because I see uh, a lot of parallels between Washington and Oregon, new offense coordinator, new quarterback, Mm -hmm. a lot of new offensive starters. And so I just think, you know, Washington has even more questions uh, because we know what, what Joe Moorhead uh, can bring. I think there's just more questions around John Donovan. He is David Cobb.
0: Wait, hit that one more time. Yeah. Uh, you've been relieved from the hurry up hot seat. Uh, you can read his story on the Washington Huskies, the number 23 team in our top 25 countdown at cbsports.com. David, thank you very much. Thank you, guys.